go here. You better get a lawyer, son, when it comes to choosing, and you better get a really good one when it comes to choosing a lawyer when you're buying a property. We're going to teach you all about the selection and what they do for you. Stay tuned. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Today's thanks, new tech bro. Good, day. good. Um, here. <laughs> it's new. Yeah, you're trying. You're trying your uh, iPhone on the revision mirror tech this morning with a rubber band. It's impressive technology, I must say. <laughs> Um, ladies and gentlemen, this morning, uh, I'm pleased to bring to you, according to realestate.com.au, uh, the most transactional real estate agent on the Northern Beaches working with buyers. So, Michael, you're more uh, than, than uh, qualified to talk about this because you're dealing with several buyers buying every week so pretty much every 48 hours almost you're dealing with a, another buyer and mm -hmm. the big question on people's lips is oh shit i've got to get a lawyer who do i use what do i ask him what do i do now so we thought we mm -hmm. would do a show on it literally from that point of congratulations your offer is accepted we're going to talk about that piece between lawyer conveyancer and getting the property purchased yes and it's a really interesting topic because, and it surprises me as well, whether you're a first home buyer, a seasoned property investor, or just a mum and dad that might transact one or two properties in their lifetime. It's amazing how much, I guess, a lot of people are not aware how important the role that a solicitor plays. Um, and even still people that, let's say, have transacted a few properties over their lifetime, it's still very few and far between. Um, so to know what questions to ask, what the pitfalls are, what are the good things, the bad things, um, I think it's something that's generally overlooked by a lot of people and they don't re realise the importance of it. It's a highly emotional time. Um, we, we do it all the time and thousands of times, but like you said, it's not frequented by a buyer. So not only mm. is the buyer really sensitive and a little bit tender about the process, but the, the legal stuff, which is probably the most important stuff, they really want to segue and they really want help along that path to get that property purchased. And and you know what, guys and girls, if you've got a if you've got a, a lawyer that's uh, that's not performing or a conveyance that's not performing, you could miss the property purely on the back of that. So today, uh, waiting on the importance of that's just really, really something something to consider. Hundred mm, percent. And with the good solicitor. When you're purchasing a property, the difference between a good conveyancer and a good solicitor versus maybe a cheap one, we might be talking maximum a couple hundred dollars, maybe up to a thousand dollars difference. Um, and the difference between a good conveyancer and a cheap conveyancer, um, as Mark said, could be the difference of missing out on the property or even worse, something being, being stuffed up on the contract side of things. Um, and I think that investment into a good solicitor when you're going through that process what might hurt a little bit more initially um, paying that little bit extra 
is worth it long term to go, I've never had a hiccup when I bought a property. And I think that's worth its weight in gold because when it's good, no one really thinks anything about it. Yeah, of course, I bought the property, went all fine. But when it turns south, it turns south really quickly. Okay, bit of role play. We go back. Uh, can, Michael, you say to me, congratulations, The prop, uh, you've now had your uh, offer accepted. I'm a buyer and I say, what do I do now? And you'll hmm. say, okay, look, you've got to find a lawyer. Why are you recommending the lawyer or conveyance? Like, what are the traits, if someone's asking you for a recommendation, what are hmm. the traits that you've chosen? Are you getting a clip from the lawyer or, or from the conveyancer, or are you like, or are you basing your decision on he's a good guy or she's a good guy? What, what are the fundamentals that that that, that you yeah. choose to, to make that recommendation? Yeah, good question. So when I'm speaking with a purchaser, and a lot of times people already have a solicitor that's been recommended to them, either A, they've used them in the past, or B, friends and family have recommended them to them. I always say just see the experience you've had with that conveyancer first uh, because if you're just using someone because they, they were your friend in high school or mum and dad used them once 15 years ago, just be very, very careful in terms of want to make sure you've got someone quality on your side, not just someone that you've got, oh, well, I know them, so therefore I have to use them. Um, but when I'm recommending a conveyancer to someone, I get a clip out of it and we, we recommend a few different conveyances. But the biggest thing is... Do they a are they do they get the results and b do they work quickly and do they know what they're talking about? Because when we're dealing with conveyances, the biggest thing I find is a lot of them are super super slow, um, and they just they'll literally put your work to the side of the pile and won't get onto it for maybe a couple of days. Um, and that is a big no-no when you're purchasing property. You've just had it accepted because you want to get to the point where you can exchange contracts, get the property locked in, know that okay we're moving forward with this. Um, so when we're referring solicitors, the biggest thing is probably speed and how good are they at their jobs. And we, the guys that we refer, we know that they get the results, they get it done, um, and we know that it puts deals together for people. And there's no financial gain when you when you refer a lawyer? No. It's just purely out of, I reckon they're going to do a great job, get this deal over the line for you, Mr. Buyer, and they're efficient Correct. and those sort of things. So the next move, so you've you've so you you'll do that. You may recommend one, two, or three people. They may have their own person to call. The buyer will then go through and call those people and almost do mm -hmm. like a quick interview process with the lawyer or the conveyancer to act for them. Um, yes, they will appoint. They will. How, how do they appoint that lawyer or conveyancer? Do they just give them a thumbs up on the phone, or how's that work? They give them the thumbs up on the phone and then when they appoint them, the, the lawyer will normally follow up with an email um, that will have all, I guess, the T's and C's of their services, their fees and all that. You go through, you sign your forms, you send it back to the solicitor and then you follow through with the process there. But the initial, it's as simple as, yep, let's go ahead on the phone and then they follow up with the email. Before we go any further, difference between conveyancer and solicitor. So conveyances are mainly just for property when you're transacting property. Solicitors uh, have a bit more of a broader scope, obviously, with all areas of the law. So the rule of thumb is if it's a simple property transaction, conveyances are normally more than adequate. Um, if it's something that gets a bit more intricate, um, a solicitor definitely plays their part there as well. Cheaper? I believe conveyances do tend to be a little bit cheaper. Um, but once again, and from you, I'd be curious to hear your experience with it as well, Mark. I find there's not a massive difference in terms of pricing. 
not really. Uh, I think a lot of lawyer, lawyer firms specifically put a, a conveyancer in place just Correct. to do that job. So the cost difference doesn't end up being that much anyway. You're not dealing with a, a full freight lawyer and paying the full freight fees often with Correct. these firms. Yeah, um, so, Michael, what? tell me about a bad experience with, with a... Uh, with a uh, solicitor or conveyancer, and then behind that, I want you to tell me a phenomenal, a phenomenal one, just to illustrate yep. the polar opposites. Yeah. So, on the worst case scenario side, um, let's say you're a purchaser, <laughs> or at least to say you get what you pay for. It's very true. You get very what you pay for. Yeah. Um, like anything in life. So, when you're um, on the worst case scenario, let's say you've had your offer and acceptance as a purchaser and then your solicitor comes back to you and says, hey, before you sign contracts, I want to go through and review the contract. You go, yep, that seems fair enough. I want them to look through um, so that people understand from an agent's standpoint and any property buying standpoint, a property remains on the market until they're exchanged. And we always advise our clients, especially when it's a hotly contested property, hey, the owners come back and they've accepted your offer. However, until we have contracts exchanged, you're not legally bound to the owner and they're not legally bound to you. Okay, if someone throws in their hat last minute by law as an agent, we have to present that new offer to the owner um, and then it's the owner's choice of what they might want to do, whether it be right or wrong. Um, and then so worst case scenario I've seen is a solicitor that stuffs around and normally it conveys it. When they get it onto a contract and review it, within a couple of hours, they should be able to send through any requested amendments and start having that conversation with the vendor solicitor. I've seen this sometimes take days before the purchaser's solicitor even picks it up off their desk. And by that stage, the buyer's missed out on the property. Um, so that's probably as extreme as it gets in terms of uh, the solicitor can cost you your dream home. So sim similar to my, what, I, what I would have said, actually, I, I think the complaint that I hear is um, I, I just can't get in contact with my solicitor or conveyancer. Yeah. Right. Um, and or they're in court is probably is yeah. probably the the, the the cliche one. But you mm. know, and I think because in that in that very short period, there's a lot of there's a lot of ping pong going on. And mm. if one of the if one side of of the whether the buyer or the vendor or solicitor or conveyancer is not hitting the ball back over the net, mm. it can really take a long time to get that deal going. Tell us about right. your best experience with a lawyer. Like, what's the hero one where you go, man, that guy's a weapon? So, well, I've had a call, quite, happen quite a few times. Yeah, exactly. The hero experience, and it's funny, if you think about most of these situations, what's it mostly coming back to? It's It seems to be speed. Um, that seems to be the reoccurring theme for all of them because most solicitors and conveyances should be obviously know the law, know contracts, know how to negotiate through all that. But the biggest thing I think that separates men's men from the boys is the speed. So what did Lisa say there? Firms open. Yeah, Lisa said uh, lack of lack of response is frustrating. Make sure they're available when you need them. It could cost you the sale or the purchase. And she then said the firm that opens early and closes late and works weekends will make a lot of money for you <laughs> or will make a lot of money, but yeah, make a lot of money for them. For, for themselves and for the buyer. Um, Very true. But yeah, so it, it's speed. So the most positive experiences okay. I see is when a buyer's had their offer and acceptance on the property, they've called their solicitor. Within 30 minutes, their solicitor's sent through requested amendments, vendor solicitors come back, they've gone back and forth. 
within, let's say, an hour or two max, I've already got a fully updated amended contract that I can be sending off to both parties to sign um, sitting, sitting in my inbox. That is best case scenario because the purchaser wins. They know that they've had everything reviewed. Vendor's happy because it's moving all smoothly. And then both um, parties get to obviously have the property secured, sold. Um, and it's just one of those things where it just takes the risk. It takes the uncertainty out of it. Um, as I said, most solicitors should be knowing what they're doing when they're reviewing the contract, but it's how quickly they can get it done for you and having a team in place to be able to do so. I think that's the biggest differentiating factor. And you know what I've noticed? The, the solicitors that are adapted to change, um, a lot of, um, it's probably the biggest bugbear I've seen as 30 years as an agent is mm. I've seen some phenomenal lawyers just actually expire because they can't move with the times. So I think that DocuSign, digital signing, uh, Zoom meetings instead of coming in, uh, a lot of the very good operators are, uh, are very snappy with their um, with their adopting technology through their offices. Um, hmm. Settlements, PEXA, PEXA settlements online and things like that. Hmm. So uh, yeah, it's interesting. Now I've got another <laughs> comment here from Michelle. Do you want to read that one out? Um, I can't really see over the rubber bands. Hundred <laughs> percent, uh, Mark. I hear from the solicitors all the time. Either in court, are very busy. Find the conveyance or solicitor that's available seven days a week and get the job done. You know, it, this is this is it's. You can see this is common. Thanks, Michelle. Um, and um, and Chris. Kristen saying local to the area, at least um, the state is valuable. You know what? That's a really good one. Um, I do I do find um, what frustrates me um, is when a lawyer or conveyancer tries to be a real estate agent. So they try to advise on the value of the property um, in terms of their opinion <laughs> or, 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 the, or how to negotiate on the property after it's been negotiated. Um, yes. But I, I think that that centric, that understanding of um, uh, one being being locals nice because you know for the client to drop in, uh, bail in, bail out, say good day, whatever they got to do, know their lawyer. But I think also um, holistically understanding buildings, like sometimes there's strata, there's buildings that are typically easy to deal with or hard to deal with, and they've already cut their teeth. So, for instance, a Meriton is a 350-unit block in DY, and if you use a local lawyer, they'll have all the questions and answers on that building before they even do a strata search. So local helps. It's very true. Exactly. And they understand, first of all, yeah, the local market, but also what we find is a lot of local conveyances and solicitors have already dealt with each other. So that's another big thing as well that probably also flies, I think, a little bit under the radar because you may not see the correspondence. But the amount of times I've yeah. spoken with a vendor solicitor and I've said, hey, here's the sales advice, which has all the details of the sale on there. This is the purchaser solicitor. They go, oh, yeah, I know such and such, not a problem. We can organise to get that done. It's a big thing because they know the way they communicate. They know how each other asks questions and all to have that relationship even between conveyances as well, I think is another big part of getting it done. Because like you said, sometimes you get an out of area conveyancer and they just want to beat their chest a little bit, not necessarily for the client's benefit, but just to show their worth and try and make things as yeah. difficult as possible. Sometimes maybe unnecessarily so. Definitely sometimes it's warranted if there's stuff needed in the contract there. But I feel sometimes they definitely push, push it a bit more just to show, oh, that's why you've got me. 
Um, and sometimes, yeah, it can actually put it in a worse position for the client. So before we go, in conclusion, um, uh, something I should uh, also mention is New South Wales, Queensland, they have different laws. Um, generally, you'll choose someone from that state. It's rare you'll get a lawyer that can operate in all states. Um, but before, <laughs> so before we go, Michael, in summary, for everyone out there, you better get a lawyer, son. You better get a real good one. A good one is... Ooh, <laughs> good one is someone that moves quick, someone that comes recommended, so someone that people have had experience with in the past. Um, they're the biggest two things. And someone that knows what they're talking about and can actually convey across in layman's terms to you as the client what they're doing. Because that's another thing actually, we didn't touch on before is how well can your solicitor explain to you what's going on so you actually understand it? Because there's so much legal jargon and you really just want to know actually what does this mean for me in everyday language and in summary in conclusion before we go the lawyer that's going to break your heart what do they look like cheap and nasty <laughs> yeah cheap nasty hard and hard to get hard to get um hard to get a uh, you know in a hold of and um yeah it's a bit like bedside manner with a doctor as well. It's someone you get along with, I think, is important. True. The same with the real estate agent, someone that picks up their phone. Yeah. Oh, and look, we're not having a dig at... Yeah, that's right. We're not having a dig at the industry of, of lawyers or conveyances. Um, you know, real estate agents, we have this, some very similar issues um, with real estate agents in, uh, in our industry, good and bad. Um, so it's just highlighting and educating people and a buyer can look at this and go, okay, okay, now I know what I'm going to do with a lawyer. It, it, it's like absolutely, like any industry, there's great conveyances, not so great conveyances, there's great real estate agents, yeah. not so great. And we're just trying to highlight more the points of what makes a, a good one versus a not so good one. Have a beautiful day, everyone. Thanks, Michael. Really, thanks very much. Cheers. Yeah.